Welcome back to Shit Show Saturday. And today, we are joined by quite a shit show indeed. Shit show Emily, howdy ho. I told myself I was not going to say that anymore. Where did that even come from? It's so embarrassing. Why did people let me say it so many times? Like Nobody has told me not to say You know what it makes me think about? It makes me think about, I had like a horrible self-tanner problem like all through high school. So like, I'll have to pull out my old driver's license. From neck down, we're talking like, we're talking like a 10 shade difference. And the oh worst God. part about it was the neck face shade was like not a natural face. It was, it was like Trump. I was an orange man. Wow. Um, but since I didn't have any friends. To tell you. <laughs> I just kept, I thought that shit looked good. And then I got sober and I like was like, oh, wow, oh. this is tragic. <laughs> what about when people don't tell you you have food in your mouth because they think it's like like in your teeth they think it's rude like fucking tell oh me. yeah I always tell people I'll tell strangers yeah because I hate when people don't tell me and you just keep talking and smiling it's like ridiculous but also why is it embarrassing like why do people have right. to be like hey you got a little like food it's like we eat food and we use our to teeth to eat it yeah that's what happens <laughs> tell me Okay, sorry. Uh, so what song do you want played when you walk in a room? Um, Dream a Little Dream of Me by Ella Fitzgerald. I love it. Star yes. shining bright above you. Night breezes seem to whisper I love you. Uh, favorite carb? Uh, definitely pizza. Mm, fuck yeah love pizza me too i got pizza earrings recently they're <gasps> no little, way they're little slices off oh, cute um cheese um probably gouda okay smoked mm-hmm. or just regular uh regular like the costco one you put on crackers i'm like addicted to that <laughs> condiment um probably mayonnaise mm-hmm. pretty bland worst first date you've ever been on um so I went on a tinder date with this one guy and uh he kept alluding to like you know he was he had this big secret or whatever and he was this like weird kind of chubby bald guy I don't know what the fuck I was doing honestly (laughs) I don't even know why I was out with him and he's like oh I have this big secret and I'm like I literally didn't even care I just wanted like free drinks so I was like oh yeah whatever And then this girl came by with a collar on and he's like, oh, I bet she doesn't even know what that's for. And then he disclosed that he is a dominatrix or whatever. And he has a wall at his house. He wants to put me on it. And um, yeah, I was kind of scared. And so then you were like, check, please. And let's go back to your place. I mean, like for a second, I was like, maybe no. (laughs) And if you can't tell by her accent, she's clearly from um, Georgia. (laughs) <laughs> also known as jersey um yep. so how did you learn that you were an adult child from you find <laughs> me i was on tiktok and um i was just mindlessly scrolling and i love tiktok 
TikTok when I first got on it because everybody was being so vulnerable. And I was like, this is so great for people that, you know, people do it on Facebook and it's like annoying, but TikTok for some reason it worked. And I found your TikTok about your grandparent maybe being an alcoholic. Oh yeah. My, my number one hit. Yeah. That was a big, <laughs> that's my biggest one. <laughs> people really yep. like the grandparent alcoholics, I guess. Yeah. I think it's this weird, like uh, thing you don't think about, mm-hmm. but it's, I, I'm pretty sure I don't have like concrete evidence, but I'm pretty sure my grandpa was an alcoholic. So what clicked in that video for you? Um, that it may be like, I wasn't this like anomaly that couldn't just get my shit together. Cause everyone always was blaming me for my behavior mm-hmm. and I couldn't figure it out. I was like, I guess I'm just like flawed. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, maybe it's not me. Maybe I'm just like part of this chain of fucked up people. Mm-hmm. Lucky you. Yeah. <laughs> were you, what sort of a mind space were you in at that point in time? Like when you saw this video? Um, I was in a pretty like, you know, upward trajectory of my healing. Like, like I'd been in therapy for a while. I figured out like a good amount of, um, stuff that I was like trying to figure out, like how to be nice to myself and like not be an asshole to people. And, um, and that really just made it like crystal clear that it like, this is what happened to me and it really solidified it. So it was awesome. And it's just been downward since you started listening. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I have to do this workshop and do all this work that I don't want to do. So yeah, I'm on step four of the workbook and I'm stuck. It's intense. (laughs) Which part of that? What, um, what list are you on? Um, the list of things that your parents did like list, like traumatic events that you're like um, I need way more paper than this yeah (laughs) yeah I'm just scared like what's gonna come up too because I have like theories on things but I don't know like I have a lot like a bad memory too so Mm. well whatever comes up will come up so Mm -hmm. did you when so you said that you were you know kind of upward trending and you're healing did you have a point where you hit an emotional bottom um yeah, probably like around the time that I, uh, I was on that Tinder date with that guy. Like I was just really throwing, trying to like throw myself at people, like just because I just didn't want to be alone. Mm-hmm. And, um, I learned that from my mom. Thanks mom. Um, she was very much like men are the most important thing in her life. Like I asked her point blank, like, you know, choose this man that you're dating or choose your children and she chose the man Mm. so um I learned that from her like to just chase men the number one priority and that's kind of what I was doing when I hit my rock bottom but I kind of never hit like a bad I was like definitely going there Mm -hmm. and then I met my boyfriend that I have now and he really changed everything around for me so I don't even know where I would be if I had met him honestly I hate people like you who find know it's- somebody <laughs> without doing the work. Seriously. I hate you. <laughs> How do you do it? Not fair. I got so lucky. Yeah. How did you guys meet? In a bar, right? Um, um, it was through like a mutual friend. Like his cousin was dating my friend. We went out in Philly. Oh, yeah. And um, mm-hmm. it was, uh, was kind of like an instant connection. 
and he doesn't he has like a very unusual backstory where he lost both his parents really young Mm. and then was raised by like a narcissistic person Mm. so when we met we had this like I think this feeling of like just wanting to trust somebody on that level and we were at the right age and like it just really worked I mean I'm still trying to fully trust him because it's like one of my things that I don't trust anybody but um yeah, it happened like really organically and I'm really glad it did. <laughs> Screw you. Um, it's four years, right? Yeah, it's going to be five in December. That's amazing. Okay. So let's backtrack to how you got to be so fucked up. What's your earliest childhood memory? Um, one of my earliest ones is my mom throwing the phone when it was used to be walled plugged in the wall at my dad's head and then he called the police and I don't know how old I was I was very young and they were just you know yelling at each other and um ever since then nobody ever called the police again because it was like you know the white trash thing Mm -hmm. yeah um so talk about what well that's one snippet and what it looked like but what was how would you describe the dysfunction in your home? Um, so I'm pretty sure my mom has borderline personality disorder. Um, she never disclosed that she was diagnosed, but I know like she did do some very intense therapy um, a couple years ago and she did like a year of therapy and she's like, oh, I'm good. And I'm like, okay. But um, she was doing like some hypnosis stuff and she's just, you know, kind of textbook borderline personality disorder there is like a scale to it she's kind of in the middle where she can like mask as a normal person so nobody knew that she was like basically you know abusing me emotionally sometimes she would beat the shit out of me and um she would you know verbally and then my dad was never around because he was a firefighter so he was in the firehouse and then he had, I think, a girlfriend. My mom had a boyfriend while they were married. And um, yeah, it was always secrets and lying and fighting. And it was always my fault. So I developed this like very intense, like I'm internally flawed kind of thing. But um, now I'm trying to, you know, crawl my way out of that. <laughs> so you were the scapegoat. Yes. In the beginning, I was definitely the scapegoat. And then when I got older, I moved away. I saw it happen to my younger sister. Mm. So that's when I put the brakes on everything. And I literally cursed everybody out and stopped talking to everybody. I had my sister come live with me. Mm. She was like throwing up every day out of anxiety. Mm. It was really bad. And then on top of it, my brother's like a heroin addict on and off. So the whole thing was just like a whole big shit storm. So what about like, how did it manifest like at school? Like, did you have issues with friends at school growing up? Yeah, definitely. Like I had a pretty like usual, like friendship kind of thing until my freshman year of high school. And then I started dating this kid who was using Percocet. And then everyone assumed that I was doing it, which I never did actually, surprisingly. And then, um, so everybody stopping friends with me. Um, eventually that kid graduated and then I basically had nobody really in the school 
And I just got like really mean and really like violent. (laughs) I just like threatened to like, you know, fight people or like actually fight people. So that was like really bad. And I just was like me against the world kind of thing. Um, Yeah. So that's why I moved away from that town. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck that. Because you beat everybody up. um so then other than so you go to school you go to college Mm -hmm. in what other ways did um your upbringing impact you other than I mean obviously you have trait 12 we're dependent Mm -hmm. personalities who are you know terrified of abandonment what other traits when you first read the laundry list were like yeah that's me um definitely the one that wants to take care of other people before myself and I thought that was just like you know being a good like sister or you know friend but yeah I was not caring about myself at all and I was just like obsessed with making sure everyone else was okay and uh that's obviously not good Mm -hmm. and then talk about your your picker uh yeah so my picker was basically like oh you don't want me so I want you and I will do anything to make you acknowledge me. Like I was like, just a desperate and like, I don't even know why with these like people that like, we're usually drug addicts. Like I did, a, yeah. I had a, a lot of drug addicts. Real jazz. Yeah. Like usually like weed dealers. So I would always get free weed nice. and that was like my excuse. But um, yeah, it was so bad. And the fact that I picked my current boyfriend, at first I was like, you know, like I was interested, but I was like, I know this isn't going to work out because he's not a bad boy. Like I like the guys that didn't, you know, couldn't tell me how they felt or whatever, like shit like that. So then when was it that it like, so did you struggle in the beginning with him? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I accused him of being like a narcissist. Like I was like, you're just pretending like everything you're doing is just pretending you're going to like sleep with me. And then you're going to leave. Like, that's like, you're just really good at it, you know, but he was just being himself and I was just being a psycho. That's amazing (laughs) though, that you were able to voice that. I would be too scared to. Yeah. I've always said like, shit, I wish I didn't to a point. Like I'm always saying like whatever comes to my head. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so prior to finding the podcast and ACA, what did taking action to heal look like for you? Um, therapy. Yeah, I did therapy for a while. I started doing yoga, like hot yoga, which I really think is good for me. Like Mm -hmm. I, it, it really changes my whole like brain around. Um, I do journal sometimes, but not really as much as probably some people. Um, and I take like bubble baths, try to be like nice to myself, like say I deserve to do nothing. Mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. What do you think the limiting belief that you struggle with the most today is? Um, probably that I'll never be able to get to the point that I want to be like who I am. Like I have this future version of myself that I see, which I don't know if that's toxic or not, but I want to be this certain woman and I'm I don't think I could do it. Like, I'm always like, you're, you're always going to be that like 16 year old punk that, you know, was always getting in trouble. Like I, I still feel her inside too. So I feel like I'm never going to be, you know, this like uh 
you know, those women that you see that you're just like, wow, you fucking got it going on. Like you got it figured out. I really, yeah, I resonate deeply with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I do. Like, so yeah, mostly just scared that like, as I've shared before that, like, I'll always just like Mm self-sabotage, you know? Yep. Um, and that's why I want to do the, the episode I'm going to do next week on money. Mm -hmm. I do. I just think that there's like more for me to unpack there that I don't want it to block me and becoming the person that I want to become. But like, I think it's bullshit though. Like we probably, like, even once we become that person, like we're, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's when does it end? Like a rat race. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so do you want to talk about how you've navigated like your relationship with your parents? Cause I know that you've, you've done pretty well, like of having some pretty strong boundaries, um, and kind of dealing with those feelings that come up around that. But I've seen you like really make yourself your, you know, your own peace of mind, a priority, which I think is really amazing to see. Thanks. Yeah. I definitely, um, I love my parents cause you know, they're your parents. So it's like, I got to the point where I saw people like, especially older people that didn't just didn't talk to their parents for like decades. And then like on the deathbed, it's like, Oh, I'm sorry for everything. And I didn't want that. Like I knew that I could, if I tried to like wake them up from their like like drama obsessed lives and just be like we're all gonna die like do you want to spend it like this like let's just try to be better people especially to each other because we love each other like the fact that we were so mean to each other and we're immediate family was just like insane to me so yeah I started how'd that go over (laughs) yeah they did not want to talk to me. Like I sent a text to both my mom and my dad. And I was just like, I cannot believe that we've gotten to this point. Like you guys really need a reality check. Like I'm not talking to you guys. And I missed Thanksgiving. I missed Christmas. I missed like birthdays. And what I just, ha- what, what occurred that spurred that? Um, I think my mom's boyfriend was fucking with my little sister. Wait, are they, is she still married to your dad though? No, they're divorced. Oh, okay. I don't know why I thought yeah. they were together. Okay. No, they finally got divorced when I was in college, which was, it should have happened way long before that. But yeah, my mom was dating this guy who now they broke up. So he was just treating her like shit and they were scapegoating her together. And I was like, hell no, like I can't have this. Mm. How's your sister doing? She's better now. I had to explain to her like this whole, like what was happening. Cause like she was just in the middle and just getting pummeled by these adults. And it was like, everything was her fault. Like my brother's drug addiction was somehow Sam's fault. And it was just like the insanity of what was going on. It was just like, so I explained to her, it's not you, it's them. And then something would happen. I'd be like, see, then I'd break it down. And now, I mean, she knows that it's not her, but she still has to deal with like outbursts. And, you know, my mom is still very reactive and she's very scary woman. So does your um, sister live with them still? Yeah. My sister lives with, um, my mom who's physically still physically violent, Mm. but she does, she doesn't think that she is. So yeah. (laughs) 
so what has been a book that has greatly impacted you? Um, probably the first one that I read that really made me feel Heard. like a different way of thinking was it didn't start with you. Mm-hmm. And it was like bloodline trauma and how it's just a trickle down effect, really. And Mark Wolin. I think so. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. And it had this really cool. Um, oh, wait, this is a different book I read. Sorry. Oh, I think you're well, Claudia Black. Maybe. Let me see. I think she has a one called that as well. Yeah. And then there was this other one that I read that had. Um, oh, it will never happen to me. No, that's not it. Uh, um, yeah. But that was more like similar to seeing your TikTok where it was like, oh, it's not all me. Because I was just conditioned to think that everything that I felt and everything that happened to me was my fault somehow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what are some ways in which you've grown? Um, I'm definitely less reactive, which I'm happy about. I mean, I still slip up, but um, I'm definitely more Zen than I used to be. And I'm like happier than I was. Like I like myself now sometimes. And it's like, wow, this can actually be enjoyable. Like before it was like, this is going to suck. This whole, how many freaking 80 years is going to suck. But now I'm having fun. So it's good. So you just started a new job. I'm wondering if, is any, are you seeing any adult child come up, stuff come up at all? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, There's some, some girls in the office and like, I've notoriously not gone along with women because of my mom. Mm-hmm. So I have huge mommy issues. And um I don't know. I just I don't trust them. I feel like they're always like competing with me because I'm younger too, which I've mm-hmm. I hate that. Like when mean older women are like mm-hmm. just don't like you because you're younger. It's like it pisses me off, honestly. We'll see how I am when I'm older. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I'm trying to ignore that. Like it's not real. Like just like my head is just like I just like have these thoughts, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I forgot to ask you a good shit show story. Oh, yeah. So um, one of my not my least favorite memories (laughs) from high school was um, when I was on the beach one day and I saw my ex-boyfriend's current girlfriend who the day before I had been messaging on Facebook, like, if I ever see you, I'm going to kick your ass. Mm -hmm. And then the next day I saw her. So like, of course I tried to kick kick her ass ass. (laughs) on the beach. (laughs) So I go up to her and I'm like, Hey, I'm here. I'm going to kick your ass or some shit. I don't fucking know what I said. And she was like four eleven. Like I couldn't, I would have hurt her. Like I would have really injured her and she just wouldn't fight me. That's how tall I was when I was like four. (laughs) (laughs) Like I'm only like five, five, but like she was really short and she had no interest. She was just like, what the fuck? And then this (laughs) random ass girl came over and is like, Hey, don't say that's my friend. And then me and her fought. I didn't even know her. And uh, yeah, it was pretty bad. And somebody had to break it up. But the best part is I had just gotten out of the water. So my bathing suit was wet and I put my shorts on to fight because I'm polite and my ass was all wet. And somebody goes, fuck her up, swamp ass. <laughs> like right before we fought. 
<laughs> it really got it you going. Like... That was the pep talk that you needed. Fuck her up, swamp yeah. ass. I think I won that fight. I don't know, but it was a blur. We should have that on a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck her up, swamp ass. That's so good. I love that. I'm calling you swamp ass from now on. Anyways, <laughs> just say no. <sighs> good time. <laughs> <laughs> So what is a dream, a desire that you have for your future that is not that you become that woman? Yes. So um, I really, my whole life, I did not want children because my brother was an addict and that was really hard. And my mom was super mean to me. So like that sucked. And my dad actually told me don't have kids to his own child. So that fucked me up a little bit. But now I think I'm ready. And I want to be a kick-ass mom. You are going to be. So I hope I don't fuck it up too bad. You're going <laughs> to fuck it up a little bit, but at least you have the tools, right? Yeah. And I'm like aware of like, okay, like you can really fuck up a little, a little brain. Yeah, so. you can. <laughs> While it's forming. Yeah. Who knew? Mm-hmm. Right. They had no idea. They're like, they won't remember anything. I'm like 13. I'm like, she won't remember. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> ridiculous. <so> <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, this has been lovely. I love having you in the Patreon. You're a nice, steady voice. Yes. I love the Patreon. If anyone's thinking about joining, definitely do it. It is so amazing. Like, literally, I don't even see my therapist anymore because this is literally doing it for me and I need it's to really eat good. and so mm-hmm. does my cat yes Kiki <laughs> didn't you like last week when Corey said I was like were there any red flags did you listen to it I was like were there any yeah. red flags in the beginning he was like no because I was the red flag <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's funny too he's really funny mm-hmm. so, I like him and Scott I want them to fall in love <laughs> even though they're both straight <laughs> oh my god oh well, thank you my dear Well, that wraps up Shit Show Saturday. As always, sign up for the Patreon. That is where I host weekly support groups, and it's where you say thanks, Andrea, for all that you do. Patreon.com slash adult child. Follow me on TikTok and Instagram at adult child pod and give me a damn five star rating on Apple and Spotify, and I will see y'all shit shows on Wednesday. Bye. Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online master's of social work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu.